First in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Well, we made it to Cash Friday. It's another Friday here on BBS Radio, K-Star Radio Network, and the end of January already. Welcome to Spouting Off, everyone. If you're listening from anywhere in the country, we do this show Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Central, and on and on it goes. And if you'd like to join us here and call in, we have the capacity to do that, especially, uh, well, uh, all the shows, we have an opportunity to do that. So on Friday, you can call 1-888-627-6008. It's 1-888-627-6008. Well, one of the things I love about Fridays is that I tend to get an email from Sydney Powell. And I encourage you to get on her mailing list. Sydney Powell is uh, a treasure. She's got guts. She's got courage. And it doesn't matter if you agree with her on everything. It doesn't matter, and nor should it ever, that you agree with anyone on everything. What is important is that you listen to people who believe that liberty and uh, the freedom to question, the freedom to dissent is still sacrosanct. And Sidney Powell does. I uh, love reading her Good News Friday, and I'll give her a free plug. All you got to do is go to, well, just Google Sidney Powell. Uh, and get on her mailing list, Defending the Republic, and on the top, and she'll send you, you get on the newsletter like you're on my newsletter, hopefully. And Good News Friday is a particularly great and welcome, welcome addition because there's precious little good news lately, it seems. Um, We are in a war, ladies and gentlemen. We are in a war with people who think that it's their way or the highway. Now, that would be news in Austria, Australia, Europe, uh, the old Soviet Union, Eastern Europe, Europe, Asia, wherever, Venezuela. But in America, when there are people that you consider that are our fellow citizens who believe that those people who question and doubt and think for themselves and choose to go a different way ought to be punished, ought to be forced by the government to either be uh, put on house arrest, put in camps. I mean, this is actually happening in the United States of America. And it's happening because we have a corrupt media that is fear-mongering and scaring people into thinking that dissent is dangerous. 
to see how I moved right away from a good news and into a rant. Well, I'm going to try and stop that because there's a couple of items here. <laughs> uh, there are a couple of items here on uh, Sydney Powell's newsletter list, Good News Friday, that I want to get to, and there, and that's this. Two other countries have are snapping out of it. Just like Cher, that ultra-liberal who had the great line in Moonstruck, snap out of it. I wish Cher would snap out of it. But nevertheless, Denmark intends to lift all, lift all coronavirus restrictions. Now, it's amazing that it's taken two years, but better late than never. The Danish government intends to lift all restrictions imposed in connection with the pandemic from January 31st. According to the sources, Prime Minister Meta Fredriksson plans to announce the decision at a press conference on Wednesday. And we all know that in Britain, Britain started this Finally, the house of cards tumbling. But you notice that it's always the same suspects, always the usual suspects who want to keep the lies going because the lie is supporting their agenda of force, robbing people of their body autonomy, corrupting the medical industry, spreading death and destruction, and false information everywhere they go. Uh, there's only one side of this debate that is trying to shut down dissent. And it's not the liberty lovers who really don't mind if tyrants and baby doc tyrants think that those who make the decision, for example, not to take a dangerous, ineffective shot that big pharma is pushing on all of us. Remember the left when they used to complain about big pharma? Now they're working for big pharma. Amazing how quickly people change, isn't it? Uh, when you're on a bandwagon, you can jump on any bandwagon just as quickly as another. And that's what we're seeing. The trendy lefties are doing exactly as they're told. It is astounding. Plus, they're becoming the tyrants that their masters want them to be. So there's only one side that is fighting, fighting for everyone's rights to dissent. There's only one side that believes that ideas are not dangerous. Dissent is not dangerous. Debate, discussion, disagreement. Lots of Ds there. None of that is dangerous. What's dangerous, what's always been dangerous, are self-appointed phony gods who think that they are God in the universe and they must force you to consider them your God. That is what is dangerous. And they've always been, since the beginning of time, there have always been these tyrants that create death and destruction and misery and unhappiness simply because they won't live and let live. That really is the bottom line. They just won't live and let live. Believe it or not, this monologue is considered somehow uh, subversive because I'm advocating live and let live. So, 
the tyrants among us want us to believe it is dangerous if we do not snap to, if we do not become slaves to them, if we don't uh, comply and do as we're told, no matter how ridiculous the rules, no matter how stupid they are, we are supposed to comply. Well, Sweden is another country that is saying, nope, nope, hell no, we're not doing it anymore. They've decided against recommending COVID vaccines for kids age 12 to uh, 5 to 12. Now, in a normal world, this wouldn't seem that newsworthy, but given that everybody is being pushed, forced, bullying, and intimidated into marching in lockstep or, oh, you're dangerous, you're going to kill somebody if you don't if you don't go along with what we're telling you, no matter how stupid it is, Sweden has decided against recommending COVID vaccines for kids age 12, 5 to 12. I keep saying that 5 to 12. Now, it shouldn't ought to be Sweden that decides Now, recommending is fine. When people say recommend, we encourage, you know, a lot of people could recommend and encourage you to jump off a bridge too, but you get the right to say yes or no. Or as Dr. Robert Malone says, where there is risk, there must be free will. If there is risk, then those who feel so darn strongly about taking an injection of something, we're not sure what's in it, and it and seems to be causing grave harm and danger and even death to some people, and that information is being suppressed. What's that tell you? Should that make you a little suspicious? My goodness. Um, where there is risk, there must be choice. It's called the Nuremberg Code. It's called the Patient Bill of Rights. Patient's Bill of Rights. Once upon a time, the left believed in the Patient's Bill of Rights. Once upon a time, they uh, they hated Walmart and hated big, big tech and big pharma. Now they love big pharma. They love Walmart. And they love concentration camps, apparently. They want to shut down and persecute and punish their political enemies. Why? Because the media is teaching them that that is a good thing to think. All right. That's why. Canadian children are calling the truckers who are in the convoy protesting the vaccine mandate. They're calling them and supporting them. Have you heard about the truckers? This is huge good news. You know the old cliche uh, that we've been hearing that uh, there are more of us than there are of them? Well, this trucker convoy is uh, uh, making a case for that and examining that very thing. It's proving that that there is indeed... There are indeed more of us than there are of them. There have been protests all over this country, all over the free world, against vaccine mandates, lockdowns, shutdowns, uh, uh, tyrannical government using coronavirus as the excuse to impose tyranny, socialism, and communism on the free world. Yeah, 
There have been protests all over. Now, why haven't you heard it reported from the propaganda media? You know why? They're dedicated to the message that they want you to think. They want you to remain terrified. They want you to do as you're told. And they're working for the tyrants, not for liberty. They have forgotten their journalistic ethics. They have none. We won't go into how all that happened. I can only surmise. I don't even know. But it's not subversive to proclaim that liberty and the live, let, live and let live attitude uh, is preferable to tyranny. And just to let you know just what an upside-down world we're living in, that is considered subversive today. Or as I put in my last post, my last uh, article over at uh, KarenCataline.com, I made reference to uh, current administration uh, leaders telling us that I think we're going to 422 anyway. Um, okay, I'm just going to pay attention to my producer because he knows best. And I, uh, I want to very, very quickly uh, let you know, if you want to stay up to date on convoy coverage, on the convoycoverage.com, you can uh, give money to it, convoycoverage.com. The thousands of truckers taking it to the, the tyrant Trudeau, demanding that they stop, stop this vaccine mandate for truckers and really for anyone. So we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll have, oh, so much more here on Spouting Off. This is Karen Cataline. Stay tuned. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Do you have a secret that's been bothering you? Have you been wondering if what you're thinking or feeling is normal? Is there someone with whom you've needed to clear the air, but you haven't been able to find the right words? Sometimes you need an objective, second opinion to help you see your problem more clearly. Ask Aunt Emma, and she'll help you move past what's getting in your way. She's a former therapist who is wise and caring, but instead of therapy, she'll give you terrific advice. It's free to ask Aunt Emma and explain your need, problem, or question. If you both agree, you pay only $1.39 a minute. It's anonymous, it's confidential, and you'll be surprised at how effective it is. You can Ask Aunt Emma by going to facebook.com forward slash Emma. There, you'll find her phone number and extension number. That's facebook.com forward slash Emma. Ask Aunt Emma today. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back to Spouting Off Friday. And don't forget, Cash Friday is still in operation. Go out, spend some cash. Stop letting uh, big tech follow you, surveil you. 
pay cash. There was a time when cash was king. Let's make cash king again. I love Cash Friday. Catherine Austin Fitz came up with that, and I thought it was great. Well, let me get right to our guest. She is a contributor to the New American Magazine since 2009, and she now serves as a senior editor with a focus on health, energy, and environmental issues. Her background includes experience in both public and private sectors, as well as education and healthcare. She also happens to be a licensed practical nurse, holds a master's degree in business administration in marketing, and believe it or not, she's a church organist and has a musical interest. We have that in common. Her name is uh, uh, Rebecca Terrell, and I am so glad to have you, Rebecca, here on Spouting Off. Thank you, Karen. It's a pleasure to be here. I love the name of your program, Spouting Off. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, we like to think Spouting Off is positive, is good, because you don't censor yourself. You just say what's on your mind and let the chips fall where they may. So, Absolutely it is. And this, there's never been a time when it's been more necessary for us all to come together and show the power of us against this establishment. Yeah, I never thought I'd live to see a day when tyranny was growing in America. But right before I brought you on, you mentioned about the trucker convoy. And I already let people know about trucker. It's called a convoy. Just a second. Convoycoverage.com is where I've been looking up. Convoycoverage.com where people can give money. Tell us about that, because it is a great, happy, feel-good story for a Friday. It is wonderful. They started this two weeks ago, and it was I hear that it was just a bunch of people who were sitting around dinner table who said, we need to go to Ottawa and see if we can do something about this. And um, it started off as just a, not even 2,000 truckers. Uh, they launched the GoFundMe campaign. They got a few thousand, and now... Two weeks later, they have more than $7 million. Now, that's Canadian dollars, and that translates into United States dollars. $5.5 million United States dollars. I've tried to donate. Have you donated? It won't take my credit card, and I don't know if it's because of the exchange thing. Oh, actually, I have heard that GoFundMe is trying to shut them down. Uh, I don't know if it's true. And just for our listeners' benefit, if they have been living under a rock, This convoy is primarily, although it is a freedom convoy, uh, to protest the VAX mandates for truckers in Canada. And truckers both in America and Canada are uniting together in order to take it to Tyrant Trudeau, who's hiding, speaking of hiding under a rock, um, Mm -hmm. and it just keeps growing and growing and growing. What I heard uh, is, Rebecca, that... This whole trucker thing, despite what the media wants people to believe, they want to demonize them, demonize them. Oh, no, they're going to create violence and all of that uh, has captured the imaginations of Canadians. Have you heard that? Not just Canadians, all over the world. All I mean, if you're following the them, yo, people from people from all 50 states, from uh, Europe, from South America, Central America. All over the world, people are sending love and messages of hope and just saying thank you to these truckers because I think everybody sees this as a rally 
a cry for the whole world to stand up against these draconian mandates that they foisted on us. We know that the vaccines aren't working. We can we can see that. The government of Ontario publishes their numbers online, if we're to believe what they say. They have more fully vaccinated COVID patients in the hospital and in the ICU right now than they do unvaccinated patients. Yet they're saying that, oh, in order to get our freedoms back, we need to take these vaccines. That's a problem. You can't when anybody, take freedoms away when anybody promises When anybody promises your freedom back, you need to right. point the finger back at them and ask them how it was that they had a right to take them away in the first place. Bingo. <laughs> they, I just attended the rally in Washington, D.C. this last weekend, the Defeat oh, the Mandate great. rally. Uh-huh. And it was fantastic. And Robert Kennedy was there and gave a stirring speech. He pointed out no one ever complied their way out of tyranny. And I thought that that was a great quote. Oh, but I'll tell you so what, important. these people in Canada, they are, and it's not just the truckers who are driving. It is, the, it, this is grassroots. Everyone is coming out. Entire towns are shutting down while the convoy comes through their town. They're coming out. They're bringing food. They're bringing supplies to the truckers. Other truckers who can't take part in this convoy are offering fuel to the convoy truckers for free. Um, and by the way, all of the money that is being um, that is being donated, they are very, very careful about how it's being allocated. Um, and they have a finance committee. So all of these stories in the major media about hinting that there's, oh, there might be some financial shenanigans going on here, they're absolutely not true. GoFundMe doesn't allow that kind of thing anyway. And I've heard that about GoFundMe shutting things down. It what what I've in my research I've found that what they did was since when a campaign skyrockets like that all of a sudden, they put the brakes on it just to make sure, just to check it out, and now it's back up again. So Well, I have heard I some very negative things about GoFundMe. There was the gentleman whose name escapes me and I apologize, who ended up committing suicide because he defended himself. I don't know if you remember that story. And they yeah. shut down his GoFundMe page. Uh, so yeah. you've got a lot of infiltration of, for tyranny amidst these large organizations. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it's easy to get discouraged about stuff like that. Um, but we look to the truckers. It so happens I'm married to a trucker. He now teaches oh. a CDL training. Until I met my dear, sweet H.W., that's happy warrior (laughs) to everyone, H.W., I didn't understand the trucker mentality. I really didn't. But truckers, there's some truckers like my husband who could have done anything he wanted. He's very, very bright. But he wanted his freedom. He wanted the wind at his back. He wanted to be his own boss. And now he teaches other truckers. And truckers have been invisible to people until this supply chain crisis, which the leftist and their enabler tyrants have uh, basically created. Talk to us about that. I mean, it's all related. But now people are beginning to understand that when the government you know, breaks your leg and then hands you a crutch, it's not because they have your best interests at heart. 
That's right. And they've actually, we don't have to speculate about what their actual interests are. They are showing their hand now very blatantly. Um, for instance, Klaus Schwab, who is the uh, director of the World, of the World Economic Forum, uh, wrote a book right after the pandemic was declared. It's interesting as the timing that, when that book came out. He's the fastest writer in the world, but he said <laughs> that we need to look we need to look at COVID-19. This pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity oh. to affect, wow. and the name of the book is The Great Reset. Uh-huh. They're, they're admitting, and all you have to do is read, you know, you don't have to listen to me, read what he wrote. They're wanting to usher in world government, and what better way to do it than through the all of these draconian mandates, which isn't it interesting, too, that Across the board, across the globe, all of these mandates are identical. Everybody's doing the same thing. When has that ever happened in the history of the world? Never. Never. And always the same suspects. Always the same suspects. Um, a, A couple things. First off, the extraordinary times that we're living in, I, I actually believe how ironic, how paradoxical it is that when they started slapping masks uh, on the citizenry, which is basically a, a mask of sub, a symbol of submission, a muzzle, yes. if you will, they have mm-hmm. unmasked themselves as to what they really want to do to the people that they have such contempt for. Your thoughts about that? I mean, it's the most open that's what we're talking about. It's it's very open now. All you have to do is look at it, like you just said, and they have been exposed for the tyrants that they really are. Absolutely. I like your analogy there that they've masked us and unmasked themselves. Masks have been a thorn and a burr under my saddle since the very beginning, and even before the pandemic started, because I have a friend who teaches English in a Chinese university. He's American. He lives over there, and we keep in touch on through Facebook. He was posting things when when stuff was getting bad in China, uh, and he was posting notes on there uh, to, to his friends. And I was reading between the lines. He's like, oh, we're all locked down here. There have been six deaths already in the big city that he was in. And I thought, wait a minute. There are like two or three million people in that city, and six deaths? And I saw the pictures in the in the media of everybody in China with masks on, and I thought, oh, that'll never happen here, <laughs> because being a right. being a nurse myself, I was like, right. the medical community here won't put up with that for one moment, because every single one of us knows that masks have no, they have no effect whatsoever on viral spread. Um, in right. order to be protected against bacteria like tuberculosis, which is truly an airborne disease and very, very lethal, um, a nurse has to be has to be fitted properly for the proper type of mask. And even then you have to take very huge precautions. Well, a tuberculin bacteria is exponentially larger than a vi- virus. Um, it, it's just, it, it's insane. And then when the mask did come in and everybody was masked up and mandates everywhere. I thought, okay, stop the world. I want to get off. Mask <laughs> insanity. This is insane. The you masks know, they- have been, uh, you know, as a social worker, um, this 
is a psyop. It's designed to make us scared of one another, suspicious of one another, hostile at people who don't comply, uh, erase individuality. You ever noticed, you know, you got that mask on someone's face. Everybody looks alike. Everybody acts alike. It's a psyop. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that they, it might also be getting us used to this transhumanism that they're, that they're pushing and we're becoming cyborgs, you know, but, uh, you know, find that for people. What's, transhumanism well it is this insane idea well it sounds insane but google and linkedin and nokia and all these big tech companies are all um, funding it um i'll give you an example singularity university which is backed by google and linkedin and all these big tech companies um they are trying to achieve a merger of man and machine to supposedly perfect human and and this is actually serious there and our our U.S. military is in on it, too. Oh. The, um, yeah. the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency is already conducting tests where, now get this, this is going to sound eerie and crazy because of the vaccines, but they're injecting nanoparticles into our military servicemen, and they're able, through those nanoparticles now, to communicate telepathically with military commu- computer systems and this is the particularly alarming thing about it. It's two-way interaction where the machine can talk back to the human. They're already doing this. I know it sounds like... I know it sounds, sounds like a bad sci-fi movie. Right, and what they have... And again, this isn't me speculating this. This is them talking about it. What they're aiming toward is this merger of man and machine. So once your body wears out, um, the machine's can take over and you can live potentially forever. It's the Singularity University and the 2045 the initiative. Singularity and they call it the University. Two- that too sounds like uh, uh, <laughs> group speak. I know. Singularity. And, 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 In other words, there's only one way to think about stuff. Now, uh, I would not be the first person to ask this question. A lot of people believe that there are these uh, nanoparticles in the vaccine, and that's why they're so desperate to get them into people's bodies by injection. What do you think about that? Is there any, what are you thinking about that? Well, I think uh, there needs to be a, you have to differentiate. Um, the lipid nanoparticles that are used in the mRNA vaccines are not what I'm talking about here. The nanoparticles in, that DARPA, that our defense agency is using, are actual little robotics. The lipid nanoparticles in the mRNA vaccine are, lipid means fat, and that is just an easy way for the molecules in the vaccine to enter the cell because cells are going to absorb fat. And that lipid nanoparticle, think of that like an envelope that has a letter in it. And once it's inside the cell, the cell opens it up, and the little mRNA section that teaches the cell how to make the spike protein is inside that envelope. Takes it out, starts making the spike protein. Your immune system identifies that cell as, ooh, that's a bad cell. It's creating that spike protein. That's something that's foreign to my body. I don't want that. So your body actually starts to attack your own cells that are creating that spike protein. And that's why we're seeing all of these blood clotting issues and heart issues. 
Because another thing about the spike protein that's being created, that spike, they really mean that. It actually damages the interior lining, the endothelium of your vascular network in your body. And what's the first thing that your blood does when it sees a cut? It starts to clot, right? That's what you're supposed to do. Well, that clotting Uh is happening inside the vessels, and that's why we're seeing all these uh, adverse effects, especially having to do with the circulatory system and blood clotting, myocarditis, pericarditis. Um, It's frightening, and and they're covering it up. And it all... So they're experimenting on people, and then they're going to force and bully and intimidate people if they don't go along, which is kind of why the truckers are headed to Ottawa. We have to take a quick break. Thank you so much for being our guests on this edition of Spouting Off. You have so much knowledge to impart. Um, I want to get in even a little deeper about what the motive could be here. We're talking about it right now, but I got a couple more questions. Thank you for staying with us. We will take a quick break. And when we be, when we get back, we'll be back with Rebecca Terrell. Stay tuned. You're listening to spouting off with Karen Gadoline. This is Karen Cataline, host and producer of Spouting Off. Got an opinion, a guest suggestion, or a show tip? Follow me on Facebook or Twitter and let me know your thoughts. All you need is to know how to spell my name. It's the same on Twitter, Facebook, and www.karencataline.com. Karen is spelled the normal way, no goofy Y's or Q's, K-A-R-E-N, and Cataline is spelled K-A-T-A-L-I-N-E. Want more Spouting Off? You can find the complete archive of Spouting Off shows at www.karencataline.com. All my op-eds and blog posts are there, too. That's www.karencataline.com. Thanks for listening, and if you have a moment, please spread the word about Spouting Off. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back, everyone, to Spouting Off. Uh, I am just enjoying talking to Rebecca Terrell. She's a licensed practical nurse and a contributor to the New American Magazine. She was at that protest last week and heard RFK Jr. Boy, there's a good Kennedy I used to wonder where are all the Kennedys that used to be good, and uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is uh, clearly one of them. So, thank you so so much for for continuing to be with us, Rebecca Terrell. Absolutely, and actually, yeah. it's really funny. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy is very tends to be very liberal. He's he's a tree hugger, you know. He, he spouts all of the global warming nonsense that we hear all the time. But um, I think it, it is great that what he's doing to expose the truth about these vaccines and to, especially on the part of children, that's that's his yes. true interest is to protect children against vaccines, not just this one, but all vaccines, um, you know, giving parents and all people the right to choose. Um, yes. 
and 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 it is effective too to have someone like him talking about this because if you have friends who are maybe not conservative who are liberal you can you can introduce these subjects through a mouthpiece like his which he is so highly respected mm-hmm. by so many and they're starting and to demonize can... him though they're starting they, oh, to demonize certainly. him uh, anybody who dares to disagree gets demonized I wanted to ask you about this. Uh, to those of us who are, you know, the peons out here watching as these mm-hmm. self-appointed tyrants continue to make their moves, um, we see two different things. And I'm wondering, with your medical background, if you can, I don't know, negotiate that together or, or, or navigate it. It's, it's, uh, we're speculating. We're speculating now, but I still want to address it. And that is there are a lot of people, of course, everything is being called a conspiracy theory uh, and it's everyone's right to believe what they want. But there are uh, theories saying that Bill Gates and others actually want to reduce the population, which is terrifying because that means genocide. It's, you know, if you call something depopulation and you want to get rid of the people that are already here, that's basically genocide. And people like that always uh, never, never want to annihilate themselves. They only want to annihilate you. How do you square right. that if they want to reduce the population, but yet there's this transhumanism where they want people to live forever? Like, how do you? How do you negotiate those two things together? What's really going on as you see it? Or how can you enlighten us to this confusing bunch of questions here? That is confusing. That that was a confusing... Uh, I, I learned something very recently about that because I thought, you know, what are they trying to do? Are they trying to depopulate? Don't they realize that they're killing off the people who make their standard of living possible? And mm. what they are aiming at, along with this transhumanism and, you know, 5G technology and all this is artificial intelligence. They plan to uh, replace the, what Hillary Clinton called in 2016, uh, those of us who are irredeemable basket of deplorables. Mm. Um, They're planning on, they're planning on replacing us with artificial intelligence. And, you know, I think it's interesting that right as the pandemic was declared, how a significant portion of the population was called non-essential and was ordered to lock down and quarantine. That's the same thing as Hitler's Nazis calling people useless eaters. And the really scary thing is we all swallowed it. We allowed ourselves to be called non-essential. That's the whole, that is the problem with this, with what's going on now, with what's going on with the, um, climate change and all the the radical environmentalism, the message is always humans are the problem. And that is a demonic message. It is demonic. And I'm glad you went there because whether you are Jewish like me or Christian, people of faith are always the greatest enemies of these godless communists. Because people of faith answer to a higher authority. And they're imposing this on all of us against our will. Do you recall being asked 
If we, if we wanted artificial intelligence, if we wanted transhumanism and the Great Reset, none of that is ever done uh, uh, with the voluntary uh, choice of the masses. No, it's always imposed upon people. There's the only way they could ever do it if, in fact, this is what they're trying to do. So uh, talk about that a little bit because... Every communist regime has always gone after people of faith. Always. They're always the enemy. Always. And they deny God, which is the most ridiculous thing. I mean, it truly, when I've, when I've been reading about all this trans, transhumanism and artificial intelligence replacing us all, I'm like, these people are brilliant in the respects of being able to create all this technology but they are completely ignorant when it comes to the reality of what makes us tick, uh, reg- regardless of what your religious background is. It's simple. It's evident to a child. You take a child to a funeral of a loved one who passed away, and he might say, is he asleep? You know, when he sees the body in the casket. Uh, that child can recognize that the only difference between that person, that dead body, and that person a few days ago when he was alive is the absence of that animating force. In fact, in Latin, it's called animus. And that's why it's the root word of animation. That's why we call cartoons animation, because we give life to drawings. And we call it the soul. You call it whatever you want to. These people are completely blind to the fact that we are mostly soul. Uh, Our bodies just move the soul around, (laughs) so to speak. That is the religious view. That is exactly true. And And that's why why this is... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, that's why this is not inevitable. What they have planned is not inevitable. We have, we are the ones in the right, and we have tools at our disposal to protect ourselves against this tyranny that's being imposed upon us, especially here in America, because the Constitution still stands as the law of the land. Now, they're going after that. They've been going oh, after yes. it for decades. They're trying to, and, and it's something that major media doesn't talk about, so nobody knows about it, but they've been pushing to have a constitutional convention to completely rewrite our Constitution. No, it is a timeless document. Article 6 is what we need right now. Our local and state officials need to know that they have the power to protect us against these federal mandates that are coming down. And we don't want our Constitution rewritten because we will turn into Canada or even worse. Um, I, I'm keeping in touch with, I have to share this with, with your listeners because I'm keeping in touch with a friend of mine who lives in Quebec right now where, I mean, the draconian mandates there are, it's the worst uh, of all of all the provinces in Canada. She said about this convoy that's going through, her son is going to try, I can't get in, I can't get in to cover this um, because, huh. you know, for obvious reasons, I can't get into the country. She said the police in Quebec have been given directives to break up the truck movement that's coming from Quebec and arrest any truckers that are going to Ottawa and treat them as terrorists. The cameras on the national highways in Quebec have been shut off to keep the news from getting out. How about that? Sounds a little like January 6th, doesn't it? (laughs) It sounds a little bit like the same tactics. These are bully tactics designed to dis, uh, uh, to discourage people from fighting back 
Uh, you alluded to this. I really want to focus on this because, boy, you know, it's easy to focus on all the negative. You said there are things we can do to fight back. We do not have to tolerate this, even though the morally bankrupt people without a conscience seem to be holding the reins of power right now. That is what is most disturbing of all. What are the things we can do to fight back? Uh, tick those off for us and tell us, because that's how we want to end this, with what we can do to stop this this insanity. It's insanity. Right. Well, the, well I, I think the first thing that we need to do, besides, of course, praying, <laughs> is turn off the television. They are lying to you. That is like having an open sewage line coming into your house. It's corrupting you and it's corrupting your family. Turn it off. Get your news from reliable sources. Do not trust Google. We already know the algorithm is set against us. Find, for instance, your program here on the radio. Uh, find publications like mine, the New American Magazine. Um, the John Birch Society has a whole page dedicated to countering coronavirus overreach, and it has every single um, tool that you need to protect yourself from all of these mandates. Um, when it comes to coronavirus itself, access sites, for instance, the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, they have a protocol you can follow at home to take care of yourself if you come down with coronavirus symptoms. Mm. You, will, you will have very mild symptoms and get over very quickly. Um, find these resources. It's going to take effort. You can't just sit back and do nothing. You have to read. You have to educate yourself, and you have to go out there and look for things. And, not, and don't just stop there. It's okay to have the information in your head. Reach out to your friends and your family and your neighbors, and especially to your elected officials, your local officials. They have power, believe it or not, to protect you against federal encroachment into your freedoms. And we have that in the United States. All the other countries in the world look to the United States because we still have that, and it isn't yeah. anywhere else. It's rare that you can say something that is so absolute as that, but there is no place else in the world that has the freedoms that we have. We are losing them because we are laying back and letting it happen. Mm. Alexander Solzhenitsyn said it in the Gulag Archipelago, we did not love our freedom enough, so we deserved everything that we got. He was talking about the communist takeover of Russia. Well, and it must be said, at least I think, that the destruction of the American culture uh, and the values that has kept America so strong has been happening for many decades. A lot of people point to the 1900s. I point to the late 60s uh, when the anti-hero in Hollywood uh, was elevated and good was demonized and look exactly that that's what we have today where um, people who who don't hold themselves to any sort of standard um, elevate criminal behavior. I mean, it's amazing that people can so easily bow to those that want to help them kill their own country. But unfortunately, there is a poison that is being 
put out there that that is doing exactly that. I didn't put it as clearly as I'd like, but but this has been coming on for a long time. The destruction of the conscience, the destruction of of fundamental moral values. Um, it's almost as if if someone wanted to destroy this country, they would do everything they're doing to America right now. What do you think? Absolutely. I think that the the, lar- the biggest enemy that we have is within ourselves is our moral decline as a society. And I was raised by extremely politically active parents. I remember Walter Cronkite on the news every night. My mother was a liberal, but at least he he hit it a little bit. Well, he had a she had a lot to say to him. She'd always say, "Well, Walter, when you get up there to the pearly gates, they're gonna St. Peter's gonna say to you, that's the way it is." (laughs) But you know, they really taught me when you watch the news, the people who are they say are good are usually the bad guys. And the people who they say are bad are usually the good guys. And, you know, so often, nine times out of ten, that's exactly what happens. Huh. But yeah. we need well, to, we really, we need to get down on our knees. We need to pray, but we also need to be active because you can't hide your head in the sand. And you can't say, oh, I'll, I'll just pray about it and let the rest of the world take care of itself. No, you're part of the world. You have to take care of it. I got to tell you, a lot of my Christian conservative friends, I, I sometimes think nowadays, and, and even my Orthodox Jewish friends, they're just too nice. I mean, they just <laughs> don't want to mix it up and take it to the bad guys. I mean, I, what do we do about that? I mean, turning the other cheek is how you get tyranny when you're talking about something this big, this enormous, that will affect our children, our children's children, and all the rest. How do we get them to be tougher? Yeah, when when people when people know that their rights are being violated, they tend to have an emotional reaction if if they're not well read enough and well educated on you know what are my rights? I think it was D. James Kennedy who said tolerance is the last virtue of a depraved society. Ah, um, isn't that tolerance? True? It is. It is so true. It is so true. I'm my my friend uh, from Quebec is actually is texting me right now and sending me messages. Uh, they can't even go to church without a vaccine passport in Canada. So that's what we're headed for in the United States if people don't wake up. But um, like I said, go educate yourself. Um, well, now, that, now that slow down a minute because we saw uh, discrimination against the churches two years ago when all this started. We mm-hmm. saw that churches had harsher standards placed upon them, and there were churches and synagogues that rolled over and listened to them in the United States of America. This was outrageous. They should have stood up then, like the great pastor, Pav- uh, is his name is Pavlovsky, in mm-hmm. Canada, who stood up yeah. and who understood what they were trying to do. When churches and synagogues fall uh, to tyranny because they don't understand, uh, it, it, it was amazing. Um, churches and synagogues were shut down to a greater degree, but liquor stores remained open. You couldn't go to right. a 12-step meeting for alcoholism, 
but the liquor stores were considered essential. I mean, how obvious is that, that they do not have our best interests at heart? You know? Absolutely. How and, obvious? You know, that's what I say. We, we need to look at ourselves. Our, our religious leaders should have been the ones carrying that torch. We should have been leading you know, yes. leading the charge, saying absolutely not. We're, nothing's more important than God. And and now it's not the religious it's leaders. It's essential. They're still hiding. Ah. It's, right. Right. Ah. And it's not the religious leaders who are leading, who are carrying that banner now. It's the truckers in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> and thank God, God for them. We have to pretty much wrap it up. We're talking to Rebecca Terrell, and what a wealth of information you are. Tell everybody how they can find you, follow you, and uh, and read more of your writings at The New American. Well, we are at thenewamerican.com, and you can find everything that I've talked about there. Also, uh, jbs.org uh, in their COVID countering coronavirus out the overreach. You'll find everything that you need right there. Thank you, Rebecca Terrell, T-E-R-R-E-L-L, The New American. Well, that about does it for us here on Spouting Off. Thanks to Doug and everyone at BBS Radio, to K-Star Radio Network. And tune in next week, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, when there will be oh so much to spout off about here on Spouting Off.